Hey everybody, welcome back to Movies on Our Minds, guys, the podcast in Atlanta where we get to talk about movies. Today is actually Sunday of Valentine's Day weekend, so Valentine's Day was two days ago, and in celebration of that, we're going to talk about a love movie that just came out, but before we get started, I have a returning coming on my right-hand side, Devin Cole. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah with you. You're truly Devin D. Cole. It sounds like you're happy to be back with us, Devin. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, hey, it's my pleasure to be back with you. All right. And on my left side, we have Miss Summer Knight. She's a newcomer to this podcast. How are you doing, Miss Summer? What's popping? It's your girl, Summer. I'm doing very well. This is my first time being on a podcast, and I'm very excited to talk about the photograph. Oh, that's good. That's good. So like Miss Summer said, the movie that we are talking about is The Photograph, starring Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. And, um, you know, let's just just, just jump into it, guys. Uh, Devin, I want to hear you first. What did you think about the movie? Uh, it was decent. It was a decent movie. Um, it was well written. It was well produced, well directed, but it's not a movie that I'm like dying to go back and see again or, 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 or dying to suggest. I, I feel like, like I said, for what it was worth, it was a good movie. Um, Lakeith Stanfield, it, I like the fact that I got to see him more as the main star as rather than just like supporting cast or co-star or something like that. Well, in this case, I guess he would be co-star, but just... He's in the forefront more than just a supporting cast. So, um, like I said, I I like the movie for for what it was worth. I think it was like some obvious signs and everything that you could definitely tell. But for the most part, like I said, it was a decent movie. Okay. And what about you, Summer? What do you think? Do you agree with that? Well, I think I'm the woman voice, the woman's voice of reason here today. Because personally, I like the story. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was everything that. It was supposed to be, and I enjoyed it, to be honest. Okay. So as you guys know, on this podcast, we definitely can go into spoilers and whatnot. So that sounded like non-spoilerish things to say about the film. So let's dive a little deeper into it. What about it made it feel decent? What made it feel more than decent over there? So like, what did did y'all feel when you saw this film? With it being Valentine's Day weekend, did any of the lovey-doveyness come through? Did y'all... See it on a date. Was y'all date like, oh yeah, this was amazing. You either agreed or disagreed. Well, I know you agreed. I don't know if you saw it. Like, <laughs> so like, what did y'all think of it on that note? Okay, well, I'll go first. So I did go see it alone. Um, I did not go on a date, but <laughs> it did <laughs> it did resonate with me on a different level because I'm kind of going through my own stuff in love right now. So it gave me um, another perspective. Like it was kind of like this is what I would want my love life to be, but not exactly like i don't have the same issues that she's going through in life when you say she which which character are you talking about may it's a race character okay so i'm not ha- i'm not experiencing the same type of things that she was experiencing in this film but it still resonates on a kind of romantic um love level for me but personally the thing that i liked the best about it was more so of them talking about and expressing generational curses for women and how it can be passed down from generation to generation and then how it ends up ultimately affecting who you are and how you deal with certain situations in life. Hmm. Devin? Uh, Well, for me, it's just, it was definitely one of those films to where you could foreshadow it. So the name of the film is called The Photograph. Yes, it is called The Photograph. So he goes down there for an interview 
And then he's asking about the pictures. Oh, who's this? Oh, that's so-and-so. So even though this man has been married and his wife just died not too long ago, you still got a picture of another woman up on your banister all these years? But if we're being honest, he was really in love with Christina. He wasn't in love with the woman that he married. He married her within like a month of Christina leaving. Too. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like based off of that, all right, we've seen that the photograph is going to lead into some type of story. And then, you know, when we see that we, we hear a child, but we don't see them, then up and out of nowhere, hey, here comes May. That I can't agree with. Um, I was kind of thrown off when she first walked into the New Orleans house with May. I was like, where did this child come from? Like, the child is too old to have just been born when she got to New York. Exactly. So where where did we come like, from? But then later when they clarified it, I was like, oh, okay. But that would have been nice to know that she was pregnant before she left. And see, it's just the way that the story was told because uh, May's the guy that she knew as dad the whole mm-hmm. time. He was like, hey, your mom was three months. I'm like, why are we finding this out from why are we finding this out from from him and, and not from, you know, the other guy? Like, did did he even have a clue? Or we didn't find out until later. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask so bad, but you should have asked. That I cause that death would have had a different outcome. Because then it's like, all right, we see how this where this is going and everything. And and I didn't really see I'm not going to say I didn't see a big enough battle because it was definitely a, a internal battle. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, it, like I said, it was just a movie that I would throw on just on some, hey, let's Netflix and chill. Uh, yeah, that was actually something that we were talking about earlier. I thought this would have been a better film on Netflix for Valentine's Day weekend. Like, if y'all had dinner and, you know, y'all uh, having fun and whatnot, mm-hmm. the photograph is the movie to click on the 70-inch on, on home while y'all cuddling and everything like that under the blankets. I feel like that's what this movie is for. To go out for the movies to see this, I just... First off, after watching this movie, I wasn't a big fan of it. I thought I was going to get more than what I received, but the the more the movie kept going, I just found myself... A little bored, to be honest. Um, I think Lakeith and Issa are great actors, and their chemistry was on point. I just don't think they had enough to go off on to keep the story afloat. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that, too, especially when you're saying you were expecting to get more. Not that I was necessarily expecting more, just when I actually saw it, it wasn't what I expected it to be. Like I expected it to be more of a actual love story and more of her, like more of Issa Rae's character struggling with herself to come to being a more open and in love woman than she was Mm -hmm. more than her explaining more than them explaining and showing the background of her mother's life, I was really expecting more of how May was dealing with the reactions from her mother in her personal life, like how she was dealing with finding her mother in herself. You know, that's another thing, too. When I was uh, going back and thinking about the mother's portion of the film, which, by the way, 
I feel like was its own separate movie. Mm-hmm. Like every time we cut back and forth between the two, I just don't see the relation between the mother and Issa. Personally, I feel like they're just two completely different characters with two completely different stories. And the things that they said about her, I don't feel as if we're visually shown. Example, there was a, a scene where Issa was talking to her stepfather, I guess. And he was saying, like, she wasn't good at goodbyes. You know, there was a time she was supposed to, like, pick you up from Chicago or something. She really didn't have anything to do. She just didn't want to come and say goodbye. I was thinking, I don't remember anything like that. I never got that from that character from all the time we spent with her. The only time the only time she didn't say goodbye was when she got on the bus to go to New York. But I feel like that's kind of justified. That's not more so like a goodbye, sad tears. It's more like... I got things I have to do and I don't really feel as if I have anyone here to support me. I got to do me. I got to make it happen for myself. That's the only time I felt like yeah. I never got a quote unquote goodbye. I mean, also for for me, it was just like, okay, like you said, it was like, where did this child come from? They never showed her being pregnant at all in the movie. They never showed like the struggles that she had with the pregnancy like, how, how did she deal with that, being a single mother in New York and just a random town by herself, uh, working at, what, like, like a photography office? They, it, it, I felt like it's a lot of things that were left out. You know, go ahead, go ahead, sir. That also kind of threw me off when she moved to New York and she went and she had got the job at the photography studio, but then she went home to her New York apartment, which looked like a very nice apartment. That looked and, like a library. Yeah, and I was like, where did she even get the money to live in this apartment in the 80s? They all had money in this film. Like, you could live like that kind of luxury in Atlanta and maybe get away with it. Like, okay, right. you're a photographer and you get paid decent. Okay, you might just live in Buckhead. I can understand. But in New York, you got money, money to live at these locations especially as her being a woman coming from new orleans or coming from louisiana going straight to new york to me it wasn't realistic for her to be a struggling quote-unquote struggling photographer in louisiana to having this probably five thousand dollar a month apartment in new york within three months of her getting there and just getting a job not to mention you're also pregnant i guess somewhere in there and throwing the single mother while you at it I mean, exactly. Like I said, like we we seen the obvious. Okay, we seen the night that May was conceived. Yeah, we saw that. Right. We we like something else that that kind of killed it for me was not not really killed it, but it's like all right, we seen it coming. May's character, hey, she she just got out of a relationship. Keith's character just got out of a relationship. It's obvious. Oh. They're going to fall in love. You know, and, and, here's, and then the photograph is a center piece around it. The thing about those type of elements is that those may be something similar that you're going through that someone else is, but the way it was conveyed in the film, I just don't feel as if they're necessarily connected on the same path. Like, just because I go through a breakup and you're going through a breakup doesn't mean our breakups are similar. Right. We just went through a breakup, so that doesn't mean we can connect on that note. We can probably understand more another, but... To have a film to show these characters intertwined and whatnot, I just didn't feel that. I again never felt the mother and Issa were really related. I the scene where she introduced her daughter, I thought that was a son. That with yeah, the fro course, and yeah. it looked like a baseball jersey. <laughs> and I was like, so like later when it was revealed that that was Issa Rae the whole time, I was like, can the projectionist rewind that for me? I don't <laughs> think that was, but luckily the movie went back to her. I was like, yep, no, that still looks like the sun. Every time they had a different angle, I was like, 
not, not only does it look like Issa Rae at all, I don't even think that was the same skin complexion. At all. But what I did like, so when she, younger May, she more so resembled her mother, Christina. But when we get to the end and they show older May back in Louisiana with her actual father, I feel like they did a really good casting on that part because they do look like they could actually be related. So it's like she she grew up to look like the other parents, which does happen in real life. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> but I'm more distracted as I mean, like... I didn't think that was easy. it's like one thing when you go back and like oh that was that child oh i can but see then also but you I have don't... to realize hey she went out to live in what california for school i'm pretty sure she got some melanin eventually she went to chicago wherever she went to <laughs> yeah. it's it's cold in chicago she was flying halfway across the country i just knew that hey it's like because even when they showed the way that her her grandmother went out it's like her mom was just I think you should go live where you're comfortable. I felt like her mother was, she was kind of mean for no reason, if that makes sense. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like she was just a force to go against the characters because we don't have enough of that. Yeah. I think the purpose, the purpose of Christina's mother being the way that she was, was to show why Christina was the way that she was, which then in turn makes May be the way that she is, which is the point that I was making about generational curses. Now, Christina's mother could have been like that because maybe her mother was like that. Maybe her mother was absent and wasn't necessarily present in her life to teach her how to be a to grow up to be a young woman or her mother wasn't a present force in her life or she wasn't a good mother which in turn made her not be a good mother which I could see that in the part where she had another man over and Christina came in the house late and basically she was like kind of like trying to brush her off a little bit so she could go back and be with her man like in her little red dress she wasn't just in the house by herself but she was still kind of trying to be a good mom by asking her where she was at and oh you're going to disrespect your mother Like she had points where she's aware of her motherliness, but she's just not a good mom. Yeah, I mean, and and I I agree with you on that point because it's okay. She comes in the house, sees some random guy there. And so it's like, all right, those moments that they're showing for Christina, that's what she doesn't want to be as a mother. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, she doesn't become that as a mother, but there's then other problems that she faces as a mother. So she doesn't just want her child to just see random guys coming in and out growing up. So she gets with the man and she marries that man. So now the child has a father growing up. But now the thing is, hey, her thing, she's not good at goodbyes. Yeah, but again, I didn't see that. There's many things that uh, when they were talking about Christina... When they're visually showing it, I didn't really understand. Such as her saying, like, Christina wasn't a good mother. She never really showed that much love to Issa when she was growing up. I was like, well, for one, we never saw that. Mm -hmm. And for the scenes that we do see with her being with Issa as a child, she doesn't seem to not be showing love when she brought Issa to introduce her to her father, quote unquote, she held her hand. She was like, stay right by me. She was still showing her love. Even when they were in the um, the Greyhound station, 
when she started crying, Issa held her arm and was like, no, I'm still here. And she held her back. So it's like, where does it show her being a quote unquote bad mother? Everything that they were talking about later on in the film or anything they were to describe her, I never saw that. Yeah, like so it was like you you never really had a reasoning to see why she was the way she was because the only thing they really explained was when she left New Orleans and went to New York and then they verbally explained the whole leaving for college situation. They, mm-hmm. they didn't even do like a flashback version of that. Nothing, exactly. I just like that. So it was like... Visually, like you said, we didn't have a lot to go off of, and I think that that made it harder yeah. or for if, me to connect with the movie. If we did have enough to visually go off on, it doesn't match with what you're saying with verbally yeah, about what you're like. A lot of telling and not showing, because they or are, th- it's just not connecting. Yeah, what you're saying, it's like they they Issa's character kind of. I'm sorry, May made it seem like Christina just was an all around bad mother. Just like I don't want to be like I'm like. But like you said, it's like, I don't see A. No, she was so concerned with what her mom wasn't. She didn't want to be like her mom. So, But I feel like in the end, I feel like Christina ended up being everything that she didn't want to be in her mother, but everything that her mother wanted her to be, I feel like Christina ended up being that. Like, if, go ahead. Then I think the the part where she did bring Issa to meet, um, Isaac later on, mm-hmm. after four years later, we should have been seeing those type of elements put in there. So it's like four years later, she has become a mother. You have a four-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Now is the perfect time to show us what kind of mother she is right. because that's, the, that's like the beginning of May as a child. We can see where it started and then put the pieces together from going up from there. But we visually never saw that. We, I'm looking at Christina like I'm still rooting for her because mm-hmm. she has a lot going on and she's not mean about anything. She has love. There's just some things that came about her that just didn't work for her, but nothing out of ill will. Hell, if the mother of Christina was the mother of Issa, then Then, I can understand where we're going with this, but it's vice versa. So also, here's my thing. Do do they ever, I don't think they ever said how Christina died. They they said that she was sick. She had cancer and she didn't tell anybody. So basically she died the same way that her mother did. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I could buy that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So in a sense, she kind of ended up doing what her mom ended up doing. Honestly, I think the whole film could have existed without so much of Christina's life or past being talked about if it could have been just more so centered on May and how she deals with the death of her mother or even finding the letters and finding the photographs of her mother. I don't think it really needed to go as as much in depth with Christina as it did. I feel like it did it more of a disservice. As much as I agree with you, I still unfortunately found Christina version of the story more interesting than uh, May's Mm -hmm. because I don't know if it was just like the characters or the time period even Isaac um, which to me is not a bad character the scene where uh, they were talking about like do you have any other goals you know like Mm -hmm. you just like no I just want to get married which by the way made me ask the question did you want to marry her or did you just want to get married Period. Right. Because when Christina left for just three months, and he was, and they said, you know, he went and went and got married Mary to Ashley. Ashley. I was like, whoa, three months. I, that that made me think of that too. But he, I don't think he. 
I think he wanted to be married. I think he wanted to be married to Christina, but I think he wanted to be married so much that he would just marry whoever was there to marry him. But to me, he seemed like a traditional Southern man, like how he didn't want to go to New York. He couldn't see himself in New York. He just seemed like the type to no shade. But he just seemed like kind of the type to just be a little bit complacent. Maybe like, you know, the farmer type guy that has the wife and they have like two or three kids and like they live in this same house in this same city in this same place for their whole lives. And they're just they're okay with it. He just seemed like he's just he was okay. He I didn't mean, want anything else. Like like you said, he was a southern gentleman. So it's just you gotta bend a tree while it's young. And he and like you said, he was already stuck in his ways because that's what he knew as mm-hmm. home. And so no one wants to just uproot and start somewhere new. So it's like, hey, he but, yes. But you know who did want to do that? Christina. Christina. And that's why she um then left and went to New York without telling I mean, anybody that, that that probably would have tried to hold her back. Also such right, as Isaac. If you look at him, he he definitely is like, all right. I, I guess he was like a, a a clam fisherman, or I guess whatever they were doing on that Something, boat. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's all he knew. But with Christina, she knew that she loved photography. But it's like, all right. Besides that, what did we ever see Christina do? And like you said, that could have been a story of its own. So it's it's she knew that she just wanted to go to New York. But my thing is, why New York? Like, how did you know that New York was a place to be and not California? Not Miami. Like, what made you like it? Did you read magazines about New York? It's a lot of things that, that, and so, so I'm like, again, that, that takes away. And I'm like, all right, we get it. He wants to be married. But then, is once she said, hey, I'm up and I'm out, the thing is, she was so confident in herself that once she left, I see why he would up and marry. But it was just ironic that he ended up marrying the girl in which she was like, oh, yeah, she's always looking at you. And that wasn't ironic to I, me. <laughs> yeah. Again, it just made me ask the question, like, what was it really? Just being married or being married to uh, to Christina? Because that makes a huge difference. That says a lot more about your character. It was like, so even like going back to visit him, it was like, I don't think you ever really loved me per se. You just loved the idea of marrying me. Yeah. That that just again, that's a whole different person that I was dating. That that just to me, it's those simple and no, details. But I mean, it, it it backs up what you said because think about it. If you love someone, like if you really really love someone, aren't you willing to do whatever it takes to make it work? He wasn't even willing to to think about stepping outside that boundary. But so she left and she went on and she did what made her happy. And look, he stayed back at home. With the the chick who's just always on the pier, who's okay with staying at home and cooking his dinner and having it ready by six o'clock. Right, which I do agree with. But Isaac also did say that he he never felt like he would be able to make Christina happy, which is one of the reasons why he did not go after her because he said that she he felt like she would end up resenting him because he couldn't make her happy, which. Which is understandable, and I do feel like he loved Christina and he wanted to marry Christina, but because he couldn't have that, he just settled for who would do the things that he necessarily wanted or that he could make happy. He did know how to deal with Ashley, and Ashley was always around, so Ashley loved him. Ashley wanted to be with him, too. So if he couldn't have Christina, he... 
could still have. Yeah. You know, I think it would have just been better if he married Ashley. Or it was revealed to us after the four years when uh, Christina came back with uh, May. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, which was like, okay, that was probably the most stupid thing you could have said is when he invited. Uh, oh, invited her over for, for dinner. Lunch or, yeah. Like, she said no. Honestly, I wanted to, I felt kind of bad for saying this, but when she was um, asking about Ashley, I honestly wanted him to say that they got divorced or I something thought, like you that. Know, I thought when that he took coming. a long pause, I thought that is what he was going to say. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe that would work more towards the story too. Like, okay, you got married three them. months. After he got married, he realized, okay, this is not what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so then for her to come back four years later, it's like, no, we broke up. I'm not married anymore. That was like a one-time deal. Like, I learned. Like, he basically moved on. And then maybe that could have been some sign of him actually trying to get back with Christina. But right. Christina has moved on with her life like i live in new york i'm a whole different person but then it also would have made the moment uh more emotional when she said no don't get out of the car give him a kiss on the cheek and then get out the car and Mm -hmm. and then cry at the greyhound because she can't go back even though the option is open but no we're not playing that card so it's just like there's different routes that could have been taken in this film and another emotional moment which by the way, I don't know if y'all knows, but the photograph, we haven't even talked about Issa or Lakeith this whole entire time because that just shows how much <laughs> the other half was just more interesting. But to go back to the scene with um, uh, May, Issa's May, mm-hmm. uh, talking to uh, older Isaac, when she gave him the letter, I thought what was going to happen was that he was probably going to either do two things because this is something that we needed for this film. We need to see him read the letter. Mm-hmm. We need to see his emotions on what this. Have said. Yes. So when Issa gave him the letter, he should have either A, opened it and read it there. It didn't have to be out loud, but just read it and just he's breaking down as he's reading the letter. Mm-hmm. Or B, hold the letter until later and then have a scene with him reading it in his room by himself and breaking down. Okay, so my problem with the letters is that in the beginning, when Issa first started reading the letter... It said, read yours first before sharing the second with your father. And at this point, I'm, you know, we're still thinking that her father is the stepfather that's in New York, yeah. but her father is really Isaac. So at what point of the letter did her mother tell her that Isaac was her father and where to find him and where he was so that she would know who to give the letter to? Because if she had given the letter to the man that she thinks was her father and it says something completely different than anything they had ever experienced... How like how did she get to the point of knowing that Isaac was her father rather than the man that she grew exactly. up knowing as her it, father? It doesn't really show that connection as well as she kind of took like I the, the 13, 13 stories routes to where she doesn't read it all the way through like she's supposed to. Mm-hmm. She reads it throughout the movie. She she took the long way around after just reading it all together, get it done and over with. Right, and I thought that with her reading the letter, that's how she figured out that Isaac was really her real father. Well, no, and I I get that, but I feel like we should have like she could have read that part, or we could have seen that on screen somehow, or what was her reaction when she read it and found out that the man that she thought was her father wasn't her father, and now she's growing up her whole life without knowing him. That's an important part that I would have liked to exactly. see. Exactly, just like it's a, it's very important for Isaac to have read the letter because we need to understand on an emotional level how much he meant, even though there's other points in the film that you could argue for but it's just like that's kind of that's very important for this story yeah also like you said there was other routes that they could have took that they didn't but like it was all a lot of things that was missing 
like, all right, the one picture for sure that we seen them take at the house is when Christina was holding May. Mm-hmm. But then the picture that we seen later is May standing is standing next to Christina. Like, isn't I, that the same picture? No, no, because when like she took said, the picture she, she in the kitchen, she was her. holding her. She she was holding her. But I kind of real I kind of realized that a little bit too because when we saw the picture and when they when she took the picture in the kitchen and <laughs> this is just a me thing she put it on top of <laughs> a pot that she turned upside down. And the way that she was leveled to where the camera was, I know for a fact that picture that they took, that she took of them, I know it didn't show their heads. Like, got, I know like, it was cut like off. neck down. Yeah, it wasn't because even at you, the right level. If you really look at it, look at it. Like, I think she had like a pencil holding the lens up too. Like, like the whole kind of angle. <laughs> that just, I was like, why did she, why did she put this right here? You know, uh, speaking of, of that, I want to ask, what did y'all think of the title of this film, The Photograph? I thought the movie was going to be centered on like one specific photograph right. could have been the uh the bridge between these two type of films that's mm-hmm. between the mother and between Issa. But the more we went on, it was just like, oh, by the way, that's part of their jobs. Like they're photographers. But I don't see how that, you know, goes with I don't want to say it goes with the story, but how that's very important for what we're just saying. Like it's just like it's just their job. Mm-hmm. So but what I thought it was going to be, I thought Christina was going to be like this famous photographer or journalist and the photograph that was found by Lakeith. What's his character's name again? Uh, his Michael. Lakeith. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael. His character's name is Michael. Michael Block. Oh, yeah, it is Michael. Okay. So I thought that Michael would have maybe been doing a piece on Christina and he ends up meeting May as he's going through and doing interviews, trying to find out more about who she was and what her life was like. And then shows her a photograph. They connect about the, they connect over the photo and the article and they kind of get to know each other as he's interviewing her, trying to find out more about her mother rather than it just being like a series of random photos that she was looking through to curate for her art not I don't want to say art project but for her gallery and it that it was just that was just weird to me it was just weird uh Devin um I mean the name is the photograph and it's like it's not the most prominent piece it's like all right so the question is asked yeah that's who's a- this I asked Christina so it leads into the story, but it's like... It's like, which story, though? There's two stories to me in this film. Yeah. Because it's not even like um, with Christina. Her uh, her story to me was more so, I don't want to say getting out of love, but realizing your potential, your dreams. What is it that you really want in this life? I feel like that's more so what we're getting from Christina's side of the story to where May is more so going through the love story. And I feel like these are two stories that were pulled together in one. That's be- exactly what I thought when be- I was watching this film. Because honestly, Christine, like you said, she's a whole other story by herself. Because I would have loved to have seen what other photos she ended up taking besides the ones from when, besides, you know, just her being down in New Orleans. What about from when she got to New York and she had been there for a few years? Force mm-hmm. or skills at then, and it, it's like. But then at that point, we might as well switch the roles of Christina and Issa. Like Issa should have been the backstory or the future story, and we just mostly focus on Christina. I mean that. I mean it mostly did anyway. The it, story was mostly about Christina, in my opinion. I don't uh, feel like it really centered around 
May. There was there were literally more scenes with Christina than there was with May. Like May to me, the story with May and Michael was kind of like B story to me because the main the whole main premise of it is really about Christina and her dealing with her issues in life yeah. and why she is how she was. I mean, like, okay. I even feel more of a connection between Isaac and Christina than what I did between Michael, Michael and, and May. Yeah. Right, because even it's like, hey, he found out that she passed away a month ago. Oh, he was still shook. Like he was still finna go off and cry. Yeah, he did look like he I was, was like, he was about to cry. Like hey, he really that, loved her. That hit me there. Mm-hmm. That hit me there. I'm like, okay. And when he yeah, asked him, he was like, is she here? Like, he looked so happy. Oh, yeah. And she was like, like he, she, he, she passed. And then he, like, got wh- all teary-eyed. Which is exactly why I said we need a scene with him reading the letter. Yeah. Right. Because that, that says a lot about uh, Christina's feelings towards him through all these years. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have played with uh, the scene before that with Issa and or, or May and Isaac talking. So I, I'm, I just feel Honestly, like we should have gone back me? to that. That was my whole favorite scene in the movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, let, let's talk about May and Michael. Like, we got to get something out of these two characters. They, these two are the uh, are the ones on the poster. They're the ones that we mostly see in the trailer. If not them, we see Kyle and Asia, which is Lil Rel and uh, Tiana. I think that's Tiana. Uh, you, you know, what I'm talking about his wife. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I'm sorry to say, I did not really get any laughs from Lil Rel in this film. I did. I, I, did. I I'm glad y'all did. I'm <laughs> glad y'all did. How did you not? I just felt like you already know he's the comedic relief, so something he's going to say is going to at least try to get a laugh. It's not not to say he's not natural, but just like that's his character on a whole other level. So I don't know if that's just me being nitpicky per se, but it's just the scenes where they're all together. It's not, it just, it feels typical. I know what they're going to talk about. I know how this is going to go. The scene where they were sitting down on the couch, the dialogue is like, none of this is really, you know, I don't want to say uh, breathtaking, but it's it's just not doing anything for me. Yeah. There's nothing interesting. They're just like, what were y'all doing when the storm was going on? They're just looking at each other, being all cute and everything. All like, oh, okay. We know what that face looks like. So it's just like, this movie skimmed the water. They took a rock and they just skipped it. They didn't go as deep as they could have. Yeah, except I the agree. rock is May and Michael's story and the water is Christina <laughs> and Isaac's story. We're <laughs> <laughs> just like, keep skipping on the water, please. Honestly. And this is why I say the movie was decent because I kind of weirdly wish that I could have just watched the movie on Christina and, and Isaac. Isaac. yeah. You know, let me ask you. What did y'all think about uh, Lakeith's um, performance in this film because a lot of people say Lakeith plays uh, weirdos you know like that's what he's usually known for when he's getting casted this film I don't feel like he was I don't quote either. unquote weird so with that being said like how did y'all feel he was as the leading man in this film from my perspective as a woman I was very happy to see him playing a fine black man and he he wasn't weird at all. He was cute. He was successful. He had a lot going for himself. He was moving to London. Like he was he was doing it. I I would have dated him too. You know, now that I think about, it, I feel like Christina and Michael might have more similarities than Christina and May. When you kind of think about it, yeah. Like where they are in their love relationship, where they're trying to strive to be better in their life, where they find someone on the way, but then yeah. they get a job. It's like you either come with me, or you're not. Huh. That's an interesting 
to look back on? Uh, kind yeah, of. Kind of, yes. And then it's it's also like that dynamic where May is kind of finding exactly what she doesn't want. Like she doesn't want to be like her mom, but then she finds a man that kind of has some of the same similarities that her mom has, like the leave, the whole leaving and not saying goodbye thing. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, similarities, but I don't feel as if like that correlates per se. It's just like it's like the uh, example I gave earlier. It's like just because I go through a breakup and you go through a breakup doesn't mean we're connected. We just we just both ended up going through a breakup not too long ago. That's why I was saying with Christina and Isaac, I could see more characteristics and similarities between their story to where I could see them somewhat being quote-unquote related if we're going to try to connect these two stories more so than Christina and May. Yeah. Oh, that's it, Isaac. You mean Christina and Mike? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) That's what I meant. Okay, so my thought on Keith's performance. Um, I loved it for the fact that it wasn't the weirdo role that we're used to him playing. And I respect that because... He's showing that he has diversity. He doesn't want to be typecast. He's taking a step outside his boundaries. I respect that. Um, and it was like, okay, it's it's it's. I like I said, I love the fact that it's not the norm. Now I would just let me see, let me see something to where you really show more emotion or like you 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 got a character who's like fighting crime or something like that. I don't know. Just you you do know he wants to play the Joker. Right? Did you hear about that? Yes, uh, I did. I uh, for 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 Batman. That no, nah, he just wants like like the Joker movie that recently came out. He wants to do something like that. He doesn't mm. want to try to be like a Batman villain. He just wants to be like the Joker, which to me is like I heard about that. I wouldn't put him as the Joker. I'd put him as the Riddler. I could actually see that. I could actually see him with that suit I, on and I, try to be like, riddle me this. I, like, I, I could actually see yeah, that. Like, yeah, I'd, I I'd, see the Joker. I'd, yeah. I'd put you as the Riddler, but not as the Joker, but that doesn't take away from you as an actor. No, no, no. But like no. I said, I love his portrayal in this film. I'm not going to say I love his portrayal in this film. I love this for his career because we got to see him be something besides the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Or like um, the side guy. What did you think about, uh, there's a part in the story where, now the person I saw with, um, she was saying that like she hated this part of the film because she feels as if like he was quote unquote more so on the wrong. It was the scene where, and by the way, there is a couple times in this film where I feel like Lakeith gets a little defensive for no reason. Like, I don't know, like his his anger or his tone kind of comes up a couple notches when he's talking to uh, May. And I feel like, yeah, you might want to tone that down because here's the thing. When you're doing movies like this and you want to see the characters get together at the end of the film, you want to feel like you know as much about these two before the movie ends. And for me personally, when I saw that from him, I was like, those are kind of red flags to me because it just it's kind of a little unnecessary. Exactly what part do you feel like he got defensive with? I think it was the scene where they were walking down the streets after the storm went down. And he was talking to Mm -hmm. May about... um, going to London and his ex-girlfriend and there was something that she asked him and I don't know if it was like who was who's Tessa or it was something that she asked him and he just got like a little defensive and there was another part I can't remember the second part but it's just those tiny details to where it's like 
if you had taken those out, I would have seen I, uh, Michael as just like the calm collective. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be cool about as much I mean, as possible. But then when I see stuff like that, I was like, what, what, what made y'all break up again? For the most yeah. part, for the most part, we see him as a cool, calm, collected guy. See, for the most part. But no, but I, I can understand why they did that because it's like, yo, we just broke up what a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whatever. And I haven't really, you know, been talking to anybody else like that. We haven't asked each other about our exes in particular. Then up and out of nowhere, you ask about my ex. Whoa, whoa! Why first, no. first of all, the way those the the events played out, she heard it from the nieces, right? And he two, never brought it up. Yeah, and two, y'all are dating, and y'all just had sex not too long ago. I feel like y'all are a little closer to where, like, even for her to ask, like, who is Tessa, that doesn't mean get defensive, but I can understand his concern. Like, how do you know the name, at least? Yeah, just sometimes, but then, but then, like, the other part is, oh, well, have you have you gone to see her since you've been down here? Hold up, wait, wait a minute, hold on, don't be asking, nah. But that was still weird, focus. because... Why does he why does he live in New York and he has a girlfriend that lives in Louisiana in the first place and then he's in Louisiana and this is ultimately how he begins to meet May but it was just still weird to me that he even had the girlfriend in Louisiana in the first place and then they didn't even break up that long ago because they had literally broke up right before he got to Isaac's house when Isaac asked, did he have a wife? Or he said he said no, and he said they had got into it when he was on the way there, and she told him, don't even bother stopping by, which means you and your girlfriend just broke up the day that you met, ultimately, my dad, and you met me maybe a few days later. So when he said months and then weeks, when really it's been days at this point. I guess, I mean, we don't know the exact storyline or how long it takes, but, but this is what we're given. Yes. So this is what we have to go off and, on, and that's and, why it's and, like- and the timelines was the timeline was very weird because even so when they had showed four year old May, I was kind of confused because I'm like, what? I couldn't remember what year it was when we started with Christina. If was it 1986 or did it say 1989? Because when we came back with four year old May, I believe it did say 1989. So I'm like, how much time passed? Where did this child come from? What's going on? Like the timelines of it, it just wasn't a clear. It's it too wasn't many a clear holes timeline. In the story line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's, mm-hmm. nah, that, that, that's really what it is. It, it was so much that was missing that I felt like this story, if they would have taken a little bit more time to fill in those gaps, like really edit this story, watch it, go back, and let, let's, let's fill in those gaps, I feel like it would have been more of a. Uh, nationally theater presented movie than what we've seen in theaters today. I have a quick question. Why did they go to Lil Rail's house during the storm? Take your time. Um, <laughs> so what I'm guessing is Mike lived in the evacuation zone. No. And she lived in the evacuation yeah. zone and worked in one. So that's why they went to his house because that was his brother, I guess. And that was the closest. That's right. Place. It was evacuation. Yeah. I, I, I totally forgot about the alarm. Yeah, the alarm did yeah, go off. So but that's... 
I, when the alarm went off and it was running outside, I thought we were like going back into the 80s. That's what I thought for and a second. Yeah, too. I thought it was Christina and Isaac. And then when I saw May, I was like, oh, we're still in present day. Like they're out here in the storm. Okay, so because maybe it was me, I found this ironic, or I'm like, oh, maybe it's just like adorable that they, uh, that May and Mike. End up going to the same exact joint that yeah. Isaac and Christina went to in Louisiana. That was cute. I did not find that cute at all. What? You know why? <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why. I was like, oh, now the film wants to try to intertwine these stories. <laughs> now they want to get there. And I, I was like, it took it took them this long to try to find a path. The whole entire time. At this point, uh, uh, by the way, that's another thing. In the third act. That was when uh, Christina and Isaac's story, for the most part, ended, and we were stuck with May and Michael. I was like, now this film feels long. I don't know what it is, but now I know. Yeah, it's because they yeah. were trying to... Now they're coming up with these uh, certain issues. Like, I, I forgot to tell you, I was in London. Um, oh, You know, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. So the issue that the person I saw it with had was he went to Louisiana. He didn't call her back. And then she also was there, ironically... So it was like a surprise, and then they were kind of trying to play it off to where almost as if like it was Issa's fault or May's yeah. fault, and it was like I didn't like that either. I didn't yeah. like the fact that she kind of took the blame for it, and she's like, "Oh well, what if I am like this, and what if I'm just like my mom, and maybe I shouldn't be like this?" But realistically, she wasn't in the wrong. He was in the wrong because he left. He didn't call her. He didn't contact her, and she just took the blame for it. And, you know, I think that's uh, it goes back to the second part where he did uh, show another red flag. And that was after they were out and enjoying Louisiana and whatnot. And then I know where he was saying, by the way, I did get the job in London. I got to tell you that. And then his communication sucks. To me, it was like typical man activity because men do that. Man, activity. <laughs> yes. Man, man. yes, because that's that's always the case. Men never take it into consideration. First, I don't even understand why he even got into a situation with her knowing that it was a possibility that he could go to London and knowing that he wasn't even going to attempt to ask her. He wasn't going to try to stay because of this. He was just going to have this relationship with her and then up and leave to go to a whole other country and not say anything to her at all. If he, if she hadn't been there in Louisiana when he showed up, they would have never gotten back together. He would have never called her. Nothing That just would have been the end of it. So why did he even go back to Louisiana? Because we need to find yeah, a way to intertwine these stories. Yeah, but that was that, that was it was messy. Well, first off, they gave like the worst reason. So why are you back in Louisiana? Another interview. So for one, oh yeah, that was, that was really was that the reason? Yes, that that was the reason he said for another interview. And I'm like, huh. wait, so you ain't called bro man beforehand, right? To be like, yo, I'm coming back down, and he could have been like, oh, I got somebody you'd like to meet. Well. I may have somebody new who who who's gonna be here during the interview. That way it gives him a forewarning. Then when he gets there, oh damn. So I'm pretty much finna interview my father in law or whatever. Because, uh, like they they just trying to connect everything through love from May and Mike to Christina and Isaac to Rail and his girl, even down to um Mike's like intern slash assistant. Mm-hmm. And her assistant, and oh, then it's like man, I totally forgot about the assistant exactly. and her friend. And, and like, then and then with that, it's like 
the story they, they, they try to put there. Did hey. they even get together? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they, they did. They no, because if, right? if you look, what happened was she asked, like, oh, yeah, nothing happened. But then she turned to the right, like, really quick. And, like, from there, I'm like, all right, clearly something popped off. Then the she, assistant came in and yeah, was like. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, something happened. And then that's when he told May. And mm-hmm. then this when she told she her was assistant. She like, oh, she's a liar. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that's but, a love story within itself. And, she, and then towards the end, she was like, well, we're still doing us. Again, I feel like that was also so typical and like how you're saying like messy because it, even for her to say like oh you're an intern oh you're not really like a writer writer oh you're 24 oh sipping all this uh wine or whatever then we never see a scene with them together after that it's just verbally said that they are together and they're doing this and they're doing that i don't think they were like together together in a full-blown relationship honestly i think they were just messing around and then i think maybe she did start to like yeah, catch but, a little bit of feelings but see what i'm saying like that is like when they were talking though for the amount of time we have seen them together it was completely not what we thought like even if there was like a, a simple hint or something because the last we saw of those two is she is immediately turned off she's not even like a, oh well i oh, guess yeah. i can get around that oh i guess no it was like I never want to talk to this guy again. So when he does that. come and no, he's like, yeah, the thing no. is, we don't we don't know her age because she says, "How old are you?" He says, "I'll be twenty five. And she and he asked her, months. and she said, "None of your business." Which get to me, it gave me that number one. She's now found out that he's old enough for her to mess with, and really, that's really all that matters. She could have been thirty six, and he was twenty four. But you know, and that doesn't matter. It's her delivery. It sounded like it was a turnoff more so than a, I can mess with this. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like the, their conversation sounded like this is a one and done. Like I'm glad I can turn away from this now. So to come back when she was saying like you know no nah, we didn't do anything, but then turned out they did do something. I was like I never even got that hint. So it's kind of like. It goes back to what we were saying about Christina earlier. I'm seeing all this about Christina, but then when you're saying something else later on, it's like, where was that? I didn't get that. I don't remember that. I mean, granted, it's super small in the movie. Like, it's almost forgettable. But if you do want to, like, go and dissect it, like, everyone does have a love story, then it's like those details are going to come up. Even at the beginning of the film, which, uh, okay, this is a little different now. What did y'all think about the pacing at the beginning? Like scene after scene, I was like, okay, scene one, Lakeith is, uh, he doesn't have a girlfriend. Scene two, he goes on this date with uh, Issa, and then they share their first kiss. Scene three, this is taking away Christina's uh, story in the movie, by the way. We're just strictly looking at Michael and May. Mm-hmm. Scene, oh, okay, maybe scene five. It was extremely uh, sped up because like, like you said, Summer, this was in like, what, within the case of a couple of days? It's probably like a week or so. No, I wasn't even yeah. thinking story wise. I was just thinking pacing of the film. No, but that, that, that that's that's what I'm saying. From the point when they meet to uh, she's supposed to invite him out to the screening. Oh, she doesn't invite me out, so I'm gonna look uh, look up the day and time, figure out a reason to go, and blah blah blah. Like all this happened within probably about. A week or two, mm-hmm. and it was so it like it was just too fast. It's like Here's, we didn't get time to really grow on to them so much. It was like, hey, this is what we get. Here's the thing: I don't know if that is more so like the chemistry or the execution because there are love stories I've seen to where it did not take that long for two characters to get together, and I still bought it. Like A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. 
that was instant chemistry. I yeah. felt that. Like it was the day later. Like the the night he met her, they were out all night singing whatever. And then the next day, she the very next day he meets her, he flies her out to his concert and puts up her song to sing in front of everyone. Realistically, that's way too fast. Right. But for the execution and the direction and the characters and the chemistry. I almost shed a tear. But then also story that you would mention. I've heard of plenty of times when somebody has met someone and be like, yo, you dope. Come to the studio with me. Trust me, because it happened to my homegirl for 3000 What kind of story are we telling now? Okay. <laughs> not, All right. Not, not, was like, even the way you said that was like, okay. So the like, delivery is like, It's huh. like, not love story, but just like, you know, it's just hey, I, I can see that happening within a time span of just like, boom, just like that. Love stories can happen fast, and there's there's nothing wrong with the story, the love happening fast. I just don't think there was enough of like I don't feel like we saw enough of them together for them to be what they were as fast as they were. Like it was, it was like they met, they they met, then they went. Oh, they met, then they he went to the movie, and then they were at the bar, and then after that, they were just like together. Like, yeah. There should have right. been more in between they them. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like They have chemistry, but they don't have a lot to work off right. on. The material is not strong enough, and that's why we somehow keep going back to Christina and Isaac. And somehow, I don't feel as if they had much to go off on, but I think what it is was that they had it was a much more simple story to tell it was again just a woman with dreams and it's like i got to get out of here and it was the simple things like isaac yeah he's a he's a fling apparently he's not even like someone that you're truly in love with but it's like that is something that you can let go of the mother saying you got to get out well i got to get out anyway so i might as well go to new york it's like i can buy this to where Issa and um, Issa, May and Michael, not saying I cannot buy this, but it's just something about the pacing and they're trying to do a lot in order to make you feel as if they are supposed to be together, such as the movies, so, the dating, the kiss. At the, even for them to ask, is it too early to kiss? No, nah, it's not too early to kiss. Thinking, a couple scenes later, they have sex. It's just Think like, about it now. It's like, okay, Mike and May were the inverse of Christina and Isaac. Oh, uh, my bad. Uh, so Mike, Mike and May were were the inverse of Christina and Isaac. So Christina knew she wanted more, and uh, you had Isaac who was just comfortable where he was. Woman wanted more. Mel was comfortable. Now goes down to my daughter's generation. Hey, daughter's comfortable. Now the guy wants more, and it's like, what are you willing to do? So it's kind of like she's learning. From the mistakes that well, not, I can't even say from the mistakes of others, but no, I think I learning. think that's right. She's learning from the mistakes that her mother and her parents made. Yeah, her dad never ran after her mom when she left, so she goes after him when he leaves. But I still don't feel like she should have went after him. Do you think that it was a mistake that uh, Isaac never asked? Yes, because I feel like when. When Christina took May down there and Isaac was standing in front of them and he was at the truck before he offered to take her to the bus station, the way that he Isaac looking, looked, yes, like, like he, you he know that, that, that yeah, he, he he could have asked. Like he, sh- I feel like he should have asked because then it's like also 
okay, it's like one reason why she may have not even said anything when she woke up the next morning. It's like you seen it on her face after they had sex. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, hey, she did I look kind of disgusted. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say disgusted, but it's like, hey, she I, looked disgusted. I mean, I think that if anything, she may have been disgusted with her choice of knowing that she did what she did and the outcome of it, knowing that she was still gonna up and leave. What? She was disgusted with the fact that she lied there that night and had unprotected sex, knowing there's a chance that she can get pregnant. She couldn't have been disgusted with that aspect of it. I feel like if she was disgusted with the fact that like she did it been... and then she was going to leave, like I feel like that made her leave even more because... The fact that she's now laid with this man and could possibly pre- be pregnant, I don't think she knew instantly, but just the fact that it could happen, that would give her even more reason to stay. Because now you're with this man that you've been with for years, you've laid with him, and now you're pregnant and you have a child. He's going to want you to stay. He's going to want his family. So now that's a whole nother reason for her to stay in this place where she doesn't want to be. That's a whole nother aspect that's holding her back from living the life that she wants. So what would you have done if you was in that situation? If I was if I was Christina in that situation, I probably well personally I wouldn't have done that. But <laughs> but I can see why she still left. I I get it. I get why she didn't tell him. I get why she left. I get why she looked the way that she did because she was going to leave anyway. Yeah. So the fact that she probably didn't even find out that she was pregnant until she was already gone. Yeah, of course. Of so course. She was planning on leaving anyway, which I think is another reason why she like why she did that because I could tell that they had never been intimate when he said either he was like when she he wanted to marry her and she said I'm not ready and he was like well I have other demands yeah he did yeah say that. so he it's did like say okay that. so this is probably the first time that they're doing this well, and taking it to this level but see also like okay the fact that he wanted to be married and like we said with. With him being from the South, I think I think that alone, part of that is, hey, I'm telling you I want to be married. Yes, I want to have sex. But also it's like, I, I think that he is, well, we know that he's in love with Christina, but it's also like, yo, I, I took that as, you're the woman that I want to have my kids, but I also want to be married to the woman that I want to have my kids, not just having my kids out of wedlock. Until you see yeah. the actions of him marrying Ashley, that's like, nope, it just looks like he just wants to get married and call it a day. And then it I don't think like... him and Ashley ever even had kids. Like, there was no pictures of, like, a family, no kids or anything. Which is why it would have been better if he broke up with her after the four years right. and tried to get back with Christina. Honestly, I will say, I think this movie could have gone through a couple more drafts, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. If not, this could have been better for a lifetime or again Netflix if you uh, want to go Any that far. Service. Yeah, but not for theaters. But that isn't to uh, down the person who made this. The person that uh, she wrote and directed it. Her name is Stella Maggie, and she has done at least three films before that. She wrote two of the three films. One of them she just directed. That's Gina the Joneses, Everything, Everything, and a movie called The Weeknd. And she has directed some television such as Grownish, Insecure, which is probably how Issa was mm-hmm. a little bit involved in this, or how yep. they at least knew each other, and First Wives Club. And so The Photograph is a film that she wrote and directed under Will Packer Productions, which the more I see Will Packer movies, the more I'm like, I, I got to get this script over to him. Like, I, I can create a script. And 
well, no, I don't want to say I quote unquote need Will Packer, but it's more if anything inspirational. That when I see movies like this in theaters right now, and with somebody with this background, not uh, saying that she has a bad background, it's just she only has a few credits and mm-hmm. she has made it this far. It just shows that you really can just do it if you uh, put your effort and mind and all that right. good stuff to it. That's the that's what I take from this. Um, I don't know how y'all feel about that, or if y'all have even seen I've, any of these previous movies or shows. Or well, I know y'all probably seen Insecure. I haven't seen any of her previous um, works except for Insecure, but I do feel like that. Just not with just this, but just certain things that I see in television and film in general is just again no shade but it's like well if if this can make it and this is on this platform and they can do this on tv then i know for a fact i can have that as well like when you do your projects and you know it's quality and then you see something that's less than the quality that you put into your projects it's just Mm -hmm. like okay okay i can do this too Uh, yeah not to mention the hundreds of streaming platforms out there so that means that they are all hungry for new content oh Mm -hmm. every day all day um i mean like you said east so i've never seen any of her previous works um i may have like if she's been a character in something i may have seen it but i've never seen her works but we know that she came off of what social media, YouTube, YouTube all that stuff. Yeah. And hey, just like what within a year, she's on a whole nother platform. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the baby. Within a year, <laughs> his music is on a whole nother platform. But it's the same thing with us. What's the baby? <laughs> I was like, he says a child? No, the rapper. There's a rapper called The Baby. The Baby. You don't What's know the, the Baby. Ba- you don't know The Baby. Oh my god. Is that new? <laughs> no. Kind of ish. The Baby. There's The Baby, Little Baby. Bop. I need me some put some bop in it. Oh my With the Jabberwockies? You didn't see that video? No. Oh my god. What? Okay, have you have you heard Can we curse on here? Uh, <laughs> no. Try, let's try not to. Okay. Um Cash stuff. With Megan Thee Stallion, that song <laughs> that has the baby on it. Wow. None of this is ringing the bell. Okay. Ever since Baby on Baby you. Drop. You never heard Under the Sun with um, uh, J. Cole? Oh. Mm. Eh. Dreamville, uh, yeah. J. Cole, Luke, the baby. The baby. Every time you say the baby, it just sounds like, you know, the baby. Like no, everyone knows no, the baby. That's his name. It's the baby. But sounds I mean, like the next Will Packer movie, the baby. <laughs> After the photograph, you got the baby. <laughs> We're just going to focus more on uh, May and Mike yeah. and the longest relationship, how they make it work. Oh, gosh. Okay. And then, uh, man. Baby. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it mean, but it just goes to show as long as you focus on you, love the process. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So if anything, I'm saying like that's at least what I take away from the photograph. Do I say this is a good movie? To me, eh, like somebody I know was uh, trying to tell me like this is the first black love film that we've seen in a long time in theaters with no real consequences, no one trying to get in the way of them. It's just strictly black love. And on top of that, we have two different stories intertwined to show us that. And, the, and this was, again, before I saw the film. He was trying to describe this movie to me because he saw it. And the first thing I asked him after that was, but does that mean it's good? <laughs> That's all that matters. Like, yeah, you can have all these awesome or 
all these elements of a film that we haven't seen in a long time. That's almost like that's like trying to bring back the genre of adventure. You haven't seen that in theaters in a long time. It always has to have some, and if you have, it has to have some sort of action in it. It can't oh, yeah. just be straight up adventure like Indiana Jones. So it's like if you're trying to bring that back in, trying to pitch to me like, yeah, this is adventure. We haven't seen this in a long time. It's this and that. But is it good? That's all that I'm worried about. You know, and so, but based on what their budget was and what they pulled in over the weekend, which I'm think they're they're gonna make their money back right oh, now. Yeah, the budget was sixteen yeah. million, and they were what like thirteen. Yeah, there is like thirteen point four right now. So give it another week, uh, they'll definitely make their oh, yeah, money back for sure. But, um, but like I said, it's gonna be one of those things that goes to streaming within like two weeks. What after this? Oh, I'm pretty sure they at least got a month in theaters. All right, well then go to like their B running, like the dollar theaters and stuff, and then go to streaming. But I mean, it's just like I said, it, it wasn't a movie to just ah and rave about. It yeah, was a decent movie. I wouldn't consider it a classic black love story to me and i'm still gonna stand by this there were aspects of love but i just don't feel like this yeah. was a love story movie and I as you just said don't earlier like that. if they would have edited more in the writing right yeah just go if, through a if, couple if more drafts yeah. edited more in the writing i think that would have made the difference between this movie being a decent straight to netflix type film or a Actual like Love Jones, yeah. exactly. You know, something like, like, on like that level. We're gonna say, hey, this was a black director, black producer, black cast, and oh, black this screenwriter. Is, this is now yeah, is. a black classic. This was an attempt to be a black classic. But to me, it's like I, I want to see better from these black filmmakers. Just because yeah, you say yeah. it's like a black director, black producer, black screenwriter. Yeah. So when I watch it, I'm like, I'm not gonna remember this though. Like you have to, you have to bring something out that's just like it, it hits the mark. And don't get me wrong, movies like Love Jones, Love and Basketball—they are fine movies to me. Like, yeah, I, they're memorable, they're nice, but they're nothing like other love stories. Such as, I'll tell you about if Bell Street could talk. That was a great black love story. I will give that one a point. Okay, but stuff like. You know, a, a Star is Born and uh, movies like that. It's just like those are, to me, real love stories. And, and the story and the struggle that they go through in those films is just like, I, I would say, like, there's reasons why they're Oscar contenders, but that's a whole different topic on like talking it about really Oscars is. and black filmmakers. Okay, like, that's yeah. a whole so different. Let me just say this I do think that the photograph, I think it was more realistic of what could happen in a love situation. I feel like other films like A Star is Born, I feel like it's more dramatized. Like it's more it's more dramatic. It's more fantasy. Like it gives Yeah, it's you like that, a one in a million type yeah, deal because like a fantasy type of love, but the photograph gives you a more realistic look at what but it looks like. Here's the thing though. With A Star is Born, yeah, it's more fantasy, but it's like I still buy more into this because I feel this in my heart. I feel this as in like, I wish I could have something like this, whether it's uh, dramatic or whatever. It's almost like saying like Entourage, for example, because I know you know the show. Entourage is somewhat fantasy, but Mm -hmm. yet you still feel like that's realistic. You still feel like you could live through those characters. You could live through that story. How many times have you watched Entourage and said, yo, what if that was us living that life or we can't wait to live that life? There's so many people to where when they watch that show, they can say like, uh, who would you compare in your quote? quote-unquote entourage to which character. We've done that plenty of times. Plenty of times. But 
to go back to what you're saying with the photograph being more realistic, just because it's more realistic doesn't mean like it's more gravitating. It doesn't mean like I can relate to it more just because these are realistic people walking down the street. That's even another conversation I have with somebody about animation. Some people think that as soon as you see an animated film, it's a quote unquote kids film. No, it's just another realm of telling a story. It's mm-hmm. another way to go beyond what you have in order to express certain elements of the story. Some things that are supposed to be sad with it being animated you can have the eyes bigger you can have like the street play music something Mm -hmm. but to help the story move forward so again i understand it's more realistic but that just to me doesn't mean like i can relate to it more and again the 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 whole point of the movie theaters the whole point of like going to the movies is to escape, escape your from world real. yeah, and, and be and be submerged yeah. in someone else's. Not and saying it has to be a fantasy, but yeah, to be in someone else's. Yeah, it's, and it's period. But these car- my thing is, I feel like in a lot of movies, is always, I feel like in a lot of movies, it's always, it's always kind of like in a fantasy world, like how you're saying, like, I feel like I could relate to it more, but it's like, if we think about realistically, how many times in life do you really have these like extravagant love stories play out in your life? You feel like you can relate to it because you've seen it so many times in so many different movies, but in real life, that probably only happens maybe once, maybe twice. I'm not even going to go into that whole type of different love things, but it just doesn't happen like that in real life. In real life, you have trauma that you have to deal with. You have baggage that comes with you. You have real things that affect your relationship. And th- that's why I feel like the photograph is more realistic that I could relate to it better because it's like, okay, these are real things that happen to real people in real life. Yep. Now, I feel like if we were to go to the future story of May and Michael, then I feel like it could be more romanticized and it could be more dramatic. And then it could be like more of a love story to then show their backstory a little bit. And you know, and maybe that is a reason why we were more interested in Christina and Isaac's uh, story compared to Michael and May. Cause at first I thought you were talking about May saying about uh, the love story, but if you were talking about uh, Isaac and Christina, then it's like, oh, I see where you're coming from. And for you to say, like, May and Michael's relationship is more romanticized and a little less to get involved in or, you know, to to care about. But again, I to me, that's just because they didn't have enough material. Those are good actors, and they did have good chemistry. And Issa. Issa looked nice in this movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know who right. your makeup team was, but hey, you want to no, bring hair. Hair was hair too. popping. Hair yes. Too. They hey, got some every, texture that blended every, in with hers. Every woman that they casted in this movie was casted beautifully. The men were fine, that. too, though. All the men, they were cute, too. I did not notice that. I know you didn't, but I did. <laughs> oh, not to mention Insecure. Another little Easter egg is how Daniel from Insecure played Isaac in this film, Young Isaac. Do you even notice that? I did not, but he yeah. did, and he looked good. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. I mean, you, you know, said she, you can she, date him in the past. I've already been there, done she, that. She was the executive producer, so I'm pretty sure it was she easy was. for her to say, "Hey, I, I mean, probably just taking the Tyler Perry route. Not trying to say there's anything wrong with that. Plus, the whole Will Packer thing. We see mm-hmm. now that within black film." Once we get someone to get a team and they find a formula that works, they'll go back to that person for future projects in which as an actor or producer or, you know, that that's part of the, the, the industry. And 
And that's what she did. She's looking out for her folks. So, hey, yeah, I'm not mad, mad at, at that at all. Yep. Hey, hey. She she letting them be great while right. she's being great at the same time. Yeah, that's important. Everybody. All right. So what would y'all uh, rate this movie? Uh, let's just say out of 10. Um, I'm going to say right now, like, uh, you know, no, come back to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you, Devin. What you, what you say? Uh, summer. Oh. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of 10 just because there was a lot of things missing. Like it just it it was good, but it could have been so much better. OK, six out of 10. Seven and a half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you took our whole thing down. I would have to say I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a solid six. Solid six. Six out of ten. Okay. I'm mad at that. Um before I say my rating, I'm gonna say Ron Tomatoes gave it a seventy five percent out of sixty reviews. So that's uh six point eight three out of ten. Um the Metacritic gave it a... Uh, 63 out of 100, so that's like tight. It's favorable reviews. Uh, Cinema score gave it a B plus, and uh, I'm gonna say my rating is uh, um, I guess a five out of ten. Okay, what about the overall feel of it? Of not just the story. <laughs> oh, but you want but... to include the music now too? <laughs> no, no, not even the music. The music was good, but I was Kendrick thinking... and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> that argument was just too much. I like Kendrick and I don't like Drake. So it was just, uh, mm. we're not going to talk about that right now. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I liked the most was like the the contrast and the balance and all of the frames. It was very beautiful. Like the backgrounds and the oh. curtains, everything was very nice and kind of flesh toned. It all blended very nice. It looked really good. Yeah, we could say the DP was on his, on his yeah. game, you know. His that's totally And right. the set deck was bomb. All of the locations, the houses, everything, it looked great. Uh, I can definitely agree with that. But for me, I'm just so into story and characters. That's just my personal thing. Don't get me wrong. Those things were great and that helped make the experience more likable than what it really was. <laughs> but at the end of it, being realistic, I'm not going to remember this movie at least another year or so. Like I will remember the fact that I have seen the movie yeah, but the more I think about it, I'm more so going to remember, if anything, Christina's and um, yeah. and Isaac's story. And again, that's not even going to go that far because their story wasn't anything spectacular. It's something that we've seen before. It was nice to see those actors tackle that type of story, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything you know spectacular or anything gut wrenching about that. So that's why it's five out of ten. Again, it's not that it's a bad movie. I thought I was just going to get more from what I got. But at the end, it was just like, eh, insecure and Atlanta should be coming back sometime soon. (laughs) And I I still do want to see what Stella does next. Like after seeing like her credits, I am curious on where she's going to go from here. She obviously has a career ahead of her. And again, this is inspirational to me at at the very least seeing movies like this. Oh yeah, I, I think for one, you learn from it as well as the director because hey, maybe she may needs to realize seeing this now and seeing people's response, maybe my approach to my writing maybe needs to be different or maybe I, I may not need to write at all. Her response, direct. her responses have been positive for the most part. To be honest, I don't think like she may have someone out there that's close to her that will tell her similar thoughts of what we have. 
But for now, if all she was going on was the reviews, I think she would think she's doing a good job and she's going forward. You know, as long as she makes the money back, as long as she's and Will Packer good with what's going on out there. Issa and Lakeith, just just another credit to the IMDb. Like it's nice it's all fine, but again, that's what I'm saying. Like I want to see better from these filmmakers. I really want to see Will Packer put out some great content. I understand he knows what will make a dollar. I understand that. Look at his filmography. You see all the Kevin Hart movies, Tiffany Haddish. Like I know he, I know he knows what he's doing. He's a businessman at the end of the day. But I hope he sometime somewhere down the line finds more filmmakers like Stella. With killer scripts yeah. and killer direction. So something where it's not. Well, I was gonna say not so marketed, because it seems like when he does his films, he knows who to market to. But like, no matter what the market is, you just want to see something that's like, hey, I can see this movie winning, and not even an Oscar, but I, it's just a good Maybe, quality like, movie that's worth. I would recommend it. I would buy it. I would stream it. This might get a few accolades or some independent awards yeah, or something, like, or at least nominations. Like, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like those things are going to come to Stella's way. She's going to think she's doing a good job, but to me, it doesn't do anything special. It's, it's like, personally, I like Lakeith more in Uncut Gems. That's the last thing I saw uh, yeah, Lakeith in. Yeah. He, it, honestly, the character he was just straight hood. <laughs> Nothing too typical, but I still believed him. I still was rooting for him, even though. That movie is just like all the characters are yelling and almost fighting with each other, but I still liked it. I was still engaged in that story more so. This, would, yeah, I feel but like. again, the, the the point I'm trying to make is for African American filmmakers. I just want to see better. I want to see films that are beyond memorable and not memorable like Love Jones and Love and Basketball. Those are just typical black stories to where like you haven't seen. We, we don't get much like that. So I see what the point that the other guy was making, but that doesn't mean like it's going to stand throughout time. Yeah. Like you. other love stories that we know yeah. to our, and we keep to our hearts. True. So that's all I'm saying. But guys, um, we talked about Photograph for quite a minute. So I want to thank y'all for coming through and talking to it about me. Um, talking to it about me. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, Devin, we're going to start off with you as to telling the good people where they can find you. Find your boy on Instagram, uh, dcole24k, D-C-O-L-E, the number 24K. All right. And to my left again, Miss Summer, where can the good people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at one summer night, the number one summer night with a K underscore. You can also find me on YouTube at summer on the set. Okay, okay. Guys, you can find me on Instagram at I'm the Filmmaker. But I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I, I took away my social media apps for the whole month. I'm I, I'm on punishment of myself. So, uh, so you can still find me on there. And you know, when I come back, I'll, I'll say what's up to y'all. But um, guys, I want to know what you thought about the photograph. Uh, leave a comment and uh, you know, you know, leave a comment below. All that good stuff. Do you agree with what we're saying about the photograph? Did y'all like the movie? You know, was it a good Valentine's Day movie to watch with whomever you watched it with or even by yourself if you want to show yourself love? Whatever the case may be, again, let me know in the comment section below. And guys, thank you again for tuning in. Happy Valentine's Day weekend, and we'll see you next time on Movies on Our Minds. We out. We out.